0: Hi, welcome to Unscripted by Twine. I'm Diana Rao and I'm your host. In this podcast, my guests choose from a library of deep and thought-provoking questions, and we just talk about it for 15 or 20 minutes. Our hypothesis is that as long as we choose meaningful questions, we'll end up in a conversation worth having. As Carl Sagan says, we make our world significant by the courage of our questions and the depth of our answers. Ready? Let's go. Uh you want to go into the meta question, the fun Let's question? Do that, uh, Let's do it. Let's do it. Random wild card. Okay. So the big question that um, I've been thinking about of late is what is a life worth living? And that obviously is like much too, like, it's difficult to answer that question. Someone asked me that question recently. And I was like, I really don't know how to answer this question. So I was thinking we could take a bite-sized chunk out of the question and approach it from the perspective of just last week, as you reflect on the last week or even the last month, we can extend it, um, what moments come to mind that made you that that you feel like you were really spending your time well so what what were the moments or experiences in which you said, "Okay, gosh, Tori, that's really like a life well lived I feel like I really did that well, versus what were the moments where you felt like uh not great, not a great use of my time on earth
1: yeah, so I I would say that from a good use of time, kind of a theme I've always embodied is just a life of giving, right? And and kind of those acts of service. So when I think about this last month, and, and this was a controversial activity based on COVID, um, but I went and donated blood because I just saw, you know, Red Cross coming out with, hey, potential shortages in the area. You know, if you're healthy, young, et cetera, consider giving a donation. I've actually never donated. Um, my iron levels were always mm-hmm. deficient. So um, so. anyways, that is like a very clear moment that comes into play in terms of this life of giving. And then secondarily to that last week at Trader Joe's, you know, I was just standing in the long line as we kind of all are waiting to get into the store, checking out. Well, while I was waiting in line, I noticed a um, a group of homelessness, like 20 years old, maybe a little bit older than that, younger than what you typically see in San Francisco. Anyways, they just had this Mm. sign that was like, Hey, anything here would help. And that sign just kind of stuck with me when I was in line, stuck with me while I was in the store. And I was like, I'm just going to grab some sandwiches and some water and some apples and just drop it off with them on my way out. And it's weird because, you know, saying that out loud, you're like, Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to do that. That's 20 bucks. The money piece doesn't even matter. But then, for whatever reason, internally, I was like a little nervous, a little like, is this the right thing to do? Well, of course it is. So kind of this internal battle I almost had with myself. Um, But of course, definitely knew I wanted to. But I would say, like, that is an area of my life that I think I do these small acts of giving or of service and being able to really expand on that and make that, you know, kind of a greater portion of my life so that it's not so I don't know that it's uncomfortable, but that it just becomes more of really who I am. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would say that giving aspect is definitely uh, an aspect that sticks out.
0: I love that. You are amazing. I love that you actually did that. That's so interesting, right? That even when you know it's the right thing to do, that nervousness, where does that nervousness come from? Like, what, what drives that nervousness when you're in the line
1: thinking like, okay, should I get the sandwiches and water or not? Well, okay. So there was this part of me that was like, well, should I get more than just sandwiches and water and apple? Like they they definitely need more than that. And then you're like, Tori, you're not going to be able to solve the whole problem today. And then when you actually walk out, there are 50 people in line at Trader Joe's who can perfectly see me handing these groceries off. And so then there's also this kind of like social aspect that comes into play of Are people judging you? Do they think it's cool that you're doing that? Are you potentially influencing others as well? Um, So all these different kind of factors come into play. And and I'm not really sure where that comes in from. I think it's just, you know, internal and societal factors that influence that. But, um, But yeah, it was definitely an interesting thing. And then where I actually really more so struggled is I have two extremely heavy grocery bags for myself. And I'm handing off this small bag of sandwiches and a water, right? So it was this kind of internal battle with myself of, wow, you're carrying, you know, 20 pounds of groceries um, for yourself who is, you know, well-financed, well-sheltered, honestly probably have enough food in my fridge already, um, and kind of handing off this small bag to those who probably need it a lot more. So internally, I was struggling with like a, um, and, and maybe this actually floats into Um, where I could be spending more of my time in terms of even how I'm allocating maybe my own resources to others that could be in more need of it. Honestly, haven't thought about that until really just expressing that right now.
0: You have such a remarkable soul. It's so, um, yeah, I'm so glad we talked about this because I, I just think it's, I would never have guessed that this would be the reason for your nervousness, that you, that it would be the comparative element of am I giving enough? Almost like, oh gosh, I already have all this other stuff. Am I, g-? like the fact that you even decided to give when most people walk past and then, and then there was this internal conflict of, is it enough? And then like, oh, but is it enough in comparison to my own things? Like, wow. It's wild. Really amazing. So I love this. Um, the giving aspect, which always, always feels like, I feel the same way. It always feels like a life well lived or time well spent. Yeah. What about, um, you know you're a pretty disciplined human being. <laughs> so when 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 does a a life well not well lived happen for you, flesh? What does that look like?
1: Yeah. So I think on that element, this is a quote or a something one of my closest friends shared with me. I think a month ago, two months ago, maybe. Um, and this was kind of really around taking care of yourself and she said to me, your body is your forever home. And that just really stuck with me. And it was at a time where from a mental health aspect, I was struggling with a decision I had to make. And she, she said that quote to me of like, your body is your forever home. And it just really clicked with me. And so when I think about, you know, maybe where I spent some time that wasn't as useful or as valuable, you know, I do think it was maybe those um, standard moments of, not eating or nourishing myself in the healthiest way, you know, not getting myself off the couch and enjoying the sunlight that's, you know, finally out. Um, or instead of throwing on that Netflix series, some of that I think like absolutely indulgent still. Internal growth as well. Um, so I think, and I think that's super hard in this environment and you have to also be comfortable with the, something else I recently read was oh, is your body changing? Well, guess what? It should be because this is an environment like no other. And you probably aren't going to stay as fit, as healthy, as et cetera, because of these kind of crazy, um, you know, factors we're, we're under right now. So I think there's totally a balance there, but I think ultimately, you know, your body is your forever home when I'm not spending time related to those types of activities. That's where I really reflect and say, hey, maybe there's something differently you could do here. What's
0: um that's what's something that you've done recently to take care of your forever home?
1: So you actually inspired this part in me. Um, I think it was it wasn't our last conversation, but a few conversations ago around meditation and the calm app, even. And so I now uh, just utilize the call map to even try practicing meditation and even, um, kind of using as it as a way to shut down my brain at the end of the night and let myself drift somewhere else rather than, you know, the last text message or the last Instagram story I've listened to. So I I would say that's a very recent thing that I've uh, taken on. Um, and then I think the other aspect is journaling it's not something i do super often but again especially in this moment i i really think this is you know a pretty incredible time that we are all experiencing and living through and the idea that you know one day i could be telling kids or grandkids about however long this period is just the thought of even being able to pass down my thoughts and my memories of you know how i shifted as a person through this time how friends did how the environment did i think um, is really powerful so i don't think that actually answers the how does this take care of your forever home? But um, kind of translate that, translates into that. In a totally way. does. I love how when you
0: describe your forever home, it also includes your mind, which is also part of your physical body. Like your brain is, <laughs> your calmness. <laughs> All of these things are interrelated, <laughs> the chemical internals of our body. Um, I want to ask you a little bit about journaling. What, uh, do you do like a stream of consciousness or do you have certain, how do you journal? I'm always curious about how people journal.
1: I'm pretty stream of consciousness. I think if someone were to pick up my journal, they'd be like, oh, Tori was just talking to herself and happened to have a pen in her hand and was <laughs> writing it down as well. <laughs> like, I I'm love that. pretty in the moment with it. I, I'm not good at it. I have no cadence to it. I think when I initially tried starting, it was like every Sunday after dinner, before you go to bed, you're going to journal. And then it's turned into more of this thing where it's like, hey, if you're in the mood for it, just do it. And if that is one week and it's not until another three weeks later, then so be it. But um, just kind of embracing the the realness of it.
0: I love it. What have you already, how many
1: times have you journaled so far during Corona? I, I would say three times. Not super often. Yeah.
0: You can still, I mean, three is more than what I've journaled, which is currently zero times.
1: Uh, so <laughs> curious, what have you, um,
0: w- have you learned anything from yourself, from the, from the journaling you've done so far, about how you're changing, about how you're weathering or growing or evolving during this period?
1: I think that, I don't know that I'm changing ex- an extreme amount. I think, A, it's brought a ton of gratitude into my life. You know, I think simply having a job that is very stable, not having to worry about that going away. I've had, you know, friends that went to college with me who had what I thought were stable jobs who are no longer employed, right? And so um, there's, there's kind of this step back of like, wow, I'm extremely grateful for what I have. And, you know, I could probably get away with much more, much less than what I have and be, again, very, very fine in this current situation. So I think there's kind of that aspect um, that's come out for me. And I would say the other piece is, you know, when COVID started and everyone is like, we don't know how long this is going to last. And we still don't. I literally, and I'm looking at it right now on my bedroom um, or my closet mirror, wrote my list of things I'm going to accomplish, things I'm going to learn, how I'm going to make the most of this time. And... I kept it up there because I wanted to look at it every week and understand, are these still your priorities? Does this still make sense? Why did you even put that up there to begin with? And, um, you know, I just realized that this period of time isn't necessarily about just accomplishing a whole new list of, um, whole new list of activities or hobbies or interests, but it's a bit more, I think about, um, maybe grounding myself in who I am and what really matters in, you know, when I come out of this, from a career standpoint, which I've, I think like all 20 somethings have struggled with where I really want to go next. How do I just spend time kind of in one topic and not put that pressure on myself to come up with the answer, but just more so be, um, you know, be leaning into that space that I now have to really think and ideate or connect with others to kind of expand in that. So not, not sure if that made total sense, but, um, but yeah, I think it's just, yeah, really taking advantage of that extra space and not putting too much pressure on myself to be a new person when I come out of all of this.
0: I love that. I love that so much. And I also, I'm so curious about your list now. <laughs> I guess I'm just like, you actually sat down and did it. You made this whole list and then realized that maybe the list wasn't the thing. Um, yeah, so much. I love getting a peek inside your brain, like all these, the most fascinating things, like how differently everyone answers any of these questions, right, yeah, how they experience yeah. these questions, I really, I really enjoy, like the, just listening into your head, because it's just, like the way you think about things is super fascinating, um, and how you experience things, you're such a good person, you're just like a good person looking to help other people, I just love it, uh, Tori, thank you so much for joining me on Inscripted. um, any last
1: thoughts, Dave Brown,
0: or Good to go.
1: Yeah, no, thank you, Diana. I um, love that we got to do round two. It was so great seeing you in person <laughs> in Arizona, but having the second chance um, has been really great. I love what you're doing with Unscripted. Um, just love the kind of authentic conversation that comes into play and just I'm really grateful to be part of it. So thank you. Oh, so grateful to have you in our journey too
0: and in my journey. Okay. All right. Talk soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.
1: Yay!